0: this is our f-ing city. hello ladies and gentlemen boys and girls all the ships at sea lovers muggers and thieves welcome to the Boston podcast my name is Dave as announcer guy just told you this is the show where we tell the stories of your city through the voices of your city I want to thank our sponsor the all-inclusive podcast with Jay Ruderman find that show anywhere you find your pods. All-inclusive podcast, great storytelling on that, sh- on that show. Check it out. And speaking of shows, this is all about the shows today. Do you like Broadway kids? Do you like the theater? I hope so. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't have clicked on the podcast episode. Because we have some important people from the Wheelock Family Theater here. We have Emily Rainey and Nick Vargas. They're here in the virtual studios. Guys, welcome. How you doing, Emily?
1: Great. Thanks. Great to be here. Thanks so much for having us, Dave.
0: How did I do on the name pronunciation? Excellent. Oh, good. Okay. Right. Off to a good start. <laughs> you, Emily, you're the artistic director of the theater, and Nick, you are the education director. Did I get that right? Artistic and education director.
2: Associate. I wear many hats, Dave, like everyone oh, at the theater.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. All the titles. Bald guys like you and I, we wear hats whenever we can because, I mean, he's got it. Nick has his Patriots hat. You have to. The, the, this is a podcast; they can't see that, Nick. But
2: it's not a visual medium. Yeah, <laughs> right. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you.
0: Right. So uh, we're going to talk about the the Wheelock Family Theater. If you have never heard of it, you should, and you're going to hear all about it. We're going to talk about theater generally, and we're going to play a round of Wicked Smart towards the end of the show, where I'll quiz these guys on what's been made into a musical and what hasn't, because I, I still don't get why certain movies are just. Made into musicals just because. We'll get into that. Anyway, Emily, start with you. How long you've been involved in the theater and do you love it, I hope, and why do you love it?
1: I've been involved with the theatrical medium since the fifth grade, but Wheelock Family Theater (laughs) since I joined Wheelock College in 2015 and then Wheelock Family Theater specifically in 2018.
0: Okay. What was your First role as a fifth grader. Were you back the you know were you directing then? I assume you were I acting.
1: Taught, I no. I played the second half of Friar Lawrence in Romeo and Juliet. So there was another actor, Ryan Smith, I think, played Friar Lawrence in the first act, and mm. I took on the second act.
0: <laughs> I once did was part of a dramatic reading of Romeo and Juliet. Juliet. Okay. Yeah, when I was at Lawyers Weekly, this group used to have bunch of lawyers and judges do this dramatic read i was is, is that a yeah. guy that's romeo's buddy uh, uh buddy right is that right yeah i don't know yeah yeah i don't know enough about i don't know my friggin shakespeare as well as i should well, how about you nick done any acting yourself
2: yeah, I think uh, I would like everyone, to start off in front of the stage. My starring role in fourth grade was the character Slippery Sam Slattery. Say that ten <laughs> times fast in a musical called The Castaways, and mm. it was so funny. I surprised my parents with a, a singing role. I just they never knew I could sing until that that day, and ever since I've been got the theater bug. So.
0: Really? Well, that's cool. What was the song?
2: You want me to hear a little bit now? Yep, I could still sing it. Yes, so much. Yes. So I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure the right key, but. It's, uh, mm. I'm the most deceitful schemer that you ever met. And he basically st- has to take money from little kids who are living on the street. So I was the bad guy, the
0: villain. I love it. And it's yeah. amazing you still remember some of that. I In fifth grade, I played the Mock Turtle in Alice in Wonderland. And uh, I think I didn't have a song. I think I, I they weren't impressed with my singing chops. So the, the turtle doesn't get a song. Uh, but i remember i had to cry a lot the mock turtle was always crying for some reason and my mom drew a tear on my uh, face yeah it, i didn't fall off the stage that's about as well as as it went that's key yeah i mean yeah well i had i drew
2: on uh, i didn't have i have a beard and mustache now for the listeners and right. at that time i did not cuz you know what fourth grader does but right. i drew on a, a curly cue evil looking mustache for my my role so i uh, i think it was just growing in the what's here now so
0: that's how you're evil you have the thin mustache right exactly and and if you if you want to play your evil twin that's all you have to do is in the last muppet movie that they made Kermit had an evil twin and he had a, a little tiny mustache which, you know you, you normally you, you would you would fear for your life if you just saw a frog with a mustache generally never mind an evil mustache so emily tell us why the the Wheelock family theater is a special place. I remember bringing my kids there when they were younger and always had a good time. Tell us, a, give us a little bit of the sketch.
1: Oh, I love that. I'm so curious what what it is that y'all all saw, t- saw together.
0: I, I don't know. Oh! Well, <laughs> if you give me a minute, it might come back to me. if I'll buy you is, some time. I want to say Winnie the Pooh, is that possible? Yeah. Okay, I, I, I think it might have been Winnie the Pooh. And I think Charlie and the Chocolate Factory also, maybe? Have you done that? Yeah.
1: Yes, a couple of times. Yeah, so Wheelock Family Theater is affordable, award-winning, and accessible professional theater and theater arts education, and it's really designed to be theater for the whole family, so all the generations can experience the storytelling together. And this year is, in particular, a really special year. It's our 40th anniversary season. So we're uh, celebrating 40 years of live theater transforming live. So our, our 40th anniversary season is all a celebration of home. We're not only returning to live in-person programming, so welcoming our community back to their, our, all of our artistic home. Let me, uh, so let me right- ask you
0: about that, about the, COVID, yeah. about the COVID thing. Have you been shut down until
1: we, we have been doing virtual performances and classes, although very recently classes have been possible in person for over 12. And, uh, and then that's going to move, it, move, moving forward, it's going to be in person for all ages now that vaccinations are possible for youth.
0: That's great. That must be, it, it must be a load off your mind. It must be because theater is one thing I think we'd all agree. It it's night nice. the virtual stuff is nice, but there's nothing like being there. That's kind of the point, right? Yeah. 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 Nick, you mentioned or you were going to tell us about some upcoming shows in December this month.
2: Yeah. So I'm working on our first teen ensemble. So our first show back since 2020, February 2020, is gonna be a teen production. We're doing it's called Nightfall with Edgar Allan Poe. Mm. which is a theatrical story just stringing together four of Poe's most famous tales. So we have got The the Raven, The Fall of the House of Usher, uh, The Pit and the Pendulum, and then The Telltale Heart. So November 17th and 18th. And we've got pay-what-you-can tickets on our website, mm-hmm. um, and come support uh, a group of amazing teens on stage. And then we have also a group of uh, teens working backstage to help design the production as well.
0: These are teens. I take it you wouldn't if it were like the younger, you wouldn't do something with Edgar Allan Poe, I take it. Cuz he can get you can get kind of scary.
2: It's a little scary, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I would say but you know what what is on TV these days, right? But I would say yeah. I recommend it for 12 and up, 11 and up if you've come with parental guidance, but uh,
0: I'm, I'm, it's a really
2: fun spooky a- afternoon in the theater. So
0: we in like maybe the 6th grade, I remember reading the cask of amontillado 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 how do you say that anyway um, that scared the bejesus out of me i mean it's 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 basically a tale of another of someone being buried alive and objecting to it the whole time and oh it gives me the chills anyway so emily tell us why i mean you've said it a little bit i guess but do you expect big crowds now that is do you you really feel the tide turning and people are going to start coming back
1: the truth is i don't know but i hope i i I, we have seen that families and audiences are really hungry for activities and activities that they can do together and 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 the theater is is a great place that brings all of those energies together. Mm-hmm. So we're hopeful and we're excited to be moving forward.
0: By the way, you guys are located in, is it Brookline? Fenway. Fenway area? Kind of Brookline ish. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's easy to find. So, but listen, go to the website, people, and go see a play for Christ's sakes. You've been sitting at home long enough. org, right, Nick? Correct. Is that That's right? It. Okay. All right. I have some more theater questions for you. First of all, Nick, what's your favorite show of all time man of la mancha really okay yeah why
2: so i saw the the revival with brian stokes mitchell i think it was mm, early 2000s i'm not gonna get the date right so i won't say it but i just think the message of dreaming the impossible dream is something that we all can uh, relate to and i think his quest don quixote's quest uh to see what's beautiful in the everyday is you know really admirable and something that i I try to do as much as I can in my everyday life. So it's, and the music's just beautiful.
0: When I was really young and I used to hear about Man of La Mancha, I thought Don Quixote was a donkey named, donkey named Hody, donkey Hody. Turns out, no. Uh, that's good. A, yeah. Well, uh, that'd, using that'd my good, creative uh, mo- adaptation. Yeah, right. That's yeah. the, that's the, sp- <laughs> that's the spoof. How about you, Emily? Favorite show ever?
1: The first show that I thought of when you asked that question, cause I knew it was coming back to me was Pippin. Mm. Um, and it is it, 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 it is also a, a, a dream, it's a quest, it's finding your place in the world, and the music makes you feel all along the way.
0: What I've seen, like, see, all my theater is is, is remembrances of summer camp performances of kids who are, like, as young as seven years old. So I remember Pippin being performed at summer camp. Who, who was pippin i remember the song think about your life pippin why did we care about him so much i
1: i think he's designed to be all of us even though he's a
0: he's the print, every man
1: right yeah he's he's every man
0: yeah we have a little bit of the impossible dream here for you nick March into hell for a heavenly cause. and i know that's from the movie in fairness but oh sophia Loren was in that i didn't realize okay from 1972 man of la mancha what what, what now are you guys in a minute we're going to talk about some movies that have been made into plays In general, you pro or con this phenomenon because it seems to be so widespread. Whereas, like when I was, you had more of the classic: a play was a play and a movie was a movie, with the exception of Greece, maybe. But Nick, what do you think?
2: So I think I think there's this new phenomena of movie plays going back to movies and vice versa, and we're looking a little bit. And I think it really depends. And I think we've seen some really great ones come out recently in the Heights. really awesome this past summer Mm -hmm. and then tick tick boom just came out on netflix which was really amazing and i think if there's people who understand musicals at the helm of the movie and then i think vice versa but i'm less fans of movie adaptations going to broadway but as a producer they get it there's a built-in audience behind it so if it's right it's done well and it's adapted right not just a straight here it is here's what you remember it could be really really great. So uh, I'm in the middle, but I think more often than not, they're pretty successful.
0: Well, top Broadway show of all time is The Lion King, if I'm not mistaken. And so the thing about that is like, all right, Disney had a very lovable animated movie called The Lion King and they all the kids loved it and grown-ups loved it too. And so why not make it into a play? There's something kind of tired about the retread nature of that. On the other hand, it was a great show. I, I happened to see The Lion King and if you're going to make a great show about it, I, out of it, I guess go for it. What do you think, Emily?
1: Well, we—it's interesting because we our, our first main stage show back, which Nick is also directing, is the Wizard of Oz, and that started off as a book, and then was a movie musical, and now we're doing it as a musical theatrical adaptation. Right. So from the audience's perspective, I think, however, you get your stories. Get your stories. And I, I think the, the pandemic and having to do virtual work has also raised a lot of questions just in terms of protecting artists and making sure that they that they own the rights to their works and thinking about just the transfer of medium. I think that there are lots of questions about that. But from the audience perspective, let's more stories out there.
0: Yeah. I mean, there are certain tales that are going to be great no matter if to, uh, The Wizard of Oz falls into that category. I have uh, Dorothy following the Yellow Brick Road here.
1: But how do I start for Emerald City? It's always best to start at the beginning, and all you do is follow the Yellow Brick Road.
0: Follow the Yellow Brick Road? Imagine if she didn't follow the Yellow Brick Road and uh, and Toto went be off a very short movie. Yeah. <laughs> it would be. Once again, go to wheelockfamilytheater.org and find out, I'm sorry, I spaced for a second. Did you say you can you pay as much as you want for these tickets? So in other words, you're making a contribution to the to the theater.
2: So for our main stage season, which this year is the Wizard of Oz, and then in the spring, Make Way for Ducklings, tickets start at $20, but they only go up to 40. So it's pretty reasonable. And we've got a great history of never turning a family away for inability to pay to see a show. So just give us a call if you have, have questions or want more information about that. Um, But so very flexible pricing, and we've got lots of great dates available for both those shows. You're you're
0: direct you're directing one of those. Uh, The Wizard of Oz. Oh right. Okay, we said that. Sorry. Mm. And uh, make way for Lings, Is that yours, Emily? Yeah, okay. so
1: I'm directing Make Way for Ducklings. It's a new musical adaptation mm. uh, written by Michael Bobbitt, Sandy Eskin, and the music and lyrics by Bill Yanish. And it, it's it's an incredibly Boston story as our community uh, rallies around decorating the, the sculpture of the Mallard family regularly all throughout the year. So we're excited to see it on stage and with music this spring.
0: It Now, somebody must have taking the time to write. Has the script been around for a while? Because the book's been around since I was a kid. I know that, but.
1: Yes. So Robert McCloskey's book has been around since the the long time, but we, we co-commissioned this musical adaptation. We partnered with Adventure Theater in Glen Echo, Maryland. Oh, this, so this is yours.
0: This is the first time this is being performed. Oh, so cool.
1: It is ours. So Adventure will have the, the world premiere, and then we will have the second production ever in, and, and that will be May 6th through the 29th is Make Way for Ducklings.
0: So cool. Well, it's about time somebody made a play out of it. It was first published in 1941. The book. Um, Oh, I'm
1: so glad you got that date.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was going to guess 60s, but but that makes sense. I mean, it's the but the the you see the cover of that book, and it's just it brings back good memories. It's just kind of timeless, and uh, I mean, we've had the statue of the ducklings there by the public garden for a while now, right? Anyway. I like, I like it when they dress up the ducklings like in little, little Patriots helmets when the Patriots are in the playoffs or something. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we will play a round of Wicked Smart where we test these guys on some uh, theater-type trivia. Stick with us. We'll be back in less than a minute, I promise. Hi, I'm Jay Ruderman. All Inclusive is a podcast focused on inclusion and social
2: justice, Join me as I interview leaders and experts on the latest news focused on advocacy for social justice. In order to make progress that will lead to a more equitable future, honest discussions must be held. That is what All Inclusive is all about. Listen and subscribe to the All Inclusive podcast on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Visit the show website for more information and full episode transcripts at www.allinclusivepodcast.com.
0: All right, talking with Emily and Nick from Wheelock Family Theater. I promised you a round of Wicked Smart. They they didn't agree to this. I'm making them do it. So then they're un, completely unprepared. But let's play. Here we go. I'm smart, my boy's wicked smart. I'm smart. So I have. A list before me of movies that were made into musicals and uh, Broadway plays. Or maybe not Broadway, but definitely plays. And maybe not musicals. Oh, you get the point. There are movies that were made into plays, and then I have a bunch of movies that weren't made into plays. And you're going to have to identify which is which. Okay. Who would like to go first? You're not going to volunteer, so I'm just going to call on you. All right, Emily. Play or not a play? Groundhog Day. Play. That's right. Very good. You're on the board. Nick. The Godfather. The Godfather. Not a play. That's right. I mean, wait. Sorry. I hit the X because it's not a play, but you get that one right. We're not keeping score, by the way. Do you want me to keep score?
2: We'll keep score. Keep no your way. own score.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see. Emily, The Shawshank Redemption. Not a play. Correct. Wow. You guys are good. Nick, Saturday Night Fever.
2: I believe there is a musical of that.
0: Yes. Wow. Okay. So for you guys are undefeated. Uh, let's see. Emily, officer and a gentleman.
1: Not a play.
0: No, in fact, it is ah. a it is a play. I mean, some of these are probably not very popular plays. But...
2: Would you have guessed that, Nick? I think so. But I think <laughs> okay. it's one of those that you don't do.
0: Nick, pulp fiction, play or not a play? Not a play. That's correct. All right, Emily. Schindler's List. Not a play not a play is correct i could not see making a musical out of schindler's list i think that that, that wouldn't go over so well although you never know there are some pretty heavy subjects and we're talking les mis and stuff but let's see nick little miss sunshine that is a musical it is you're right it's one of my favorite movies ever have, have you seen the music? i've
2: seen clips of it it looks really
0: fun yeah when that when little olive does the dance at the end to super freak i i just lose it it's just tremendous All right, let's see. Emily, your turn. Tootsie, play or not a play? Play. That's right. Nick, First Wives Club, play or not a play?
2: I think they have a musical in development.
0: I can't can't stump them, Emily, I'm trying, I swear.
2: That's one of my favorite movies, so I I think. uh... I told you,
0: Nick. Emily, Raiders of the Lost Ark, play or not a play?
1: Not a play.
0: That's correct. All right, Nick, Raging Bull, play or not a play? Not a play. That's correct. Damn it. I can't get him. Emily, Fight Club, play or not a play?
1: Not a play? Correct. Not a play.
0: Correct. I got one more chance to stump Nick. This is the last question. Ghost. Maybe that's easy. That's a
2: play, yeah.
0: Darn it. All right. Well, you know what? Everybody's a winner. (laughs) Uh, so, any anything else that I thank you both for playing, by the way. Yeah, and I guess like I'm pro most of these things being turned into into f- plays, but I don't know. What was weird what, that bummed me out. The Chicago was this was a play that that went the other way, so that gets me upset sometimes too because Chicago didn't need to be a movie, and it actually won awards as a movie. I don't. I didn't think it was a very good movie. It was fine, but you know what they did when they went into certain songs we were taken to a stage and so Richard Gere is there on stage singing and what's her name too Renee, uh, oh, Zellwe- Renee re- Yep. oh uh, yeah right um Catherine Zeta-Jones and and Renee or Z- was not that too right yeah anyway yeah so this really upset me because if if the thing about a movie is you're not restricted by the stage. That's the challenge of the stage. The challenge of the stage is you gotta you got to make people think that your little area of wood there is 18th century London or whatever it is, right? And a good play will do that. It'll transport you. But a movie, you don't have to go on stage. You know what? It, it, I don't know. It made, it made no sense to me.
1: But maybe what the movie was positing was that you can't replicate the magic of the theater. You right, just so don't, have to go to the theater.
0: That's right. So, and, <laughs> and, that's, and that's why we go to the Wheelock Family Theater and other, the, other theaters. But that's why you shouldn't have done it in the first place. You're just showing that you couldn't pull it off. Like, ugh, crying out loud. Anyway, I'll ask you uh, one more question each. I already asked what your favorite play is. I, I mean, I could do this kind of stuff all day. But how about favorite musical number from a play? Now they're both thinking. Emily, you want to go first? Can you think of one?
1: Welcome home from James and the Giant Peach.
0: Wow. Okay, I like it. You do you you do that at the at Wheelock, right? At the theater.
2: we 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 Half did James it. and the Giant yep. Peach. I'm going to say uh, the Act one finale of Les Mis. One day more.
0: Okay. At That's least a good one. At least neither one of you said Hamilton. So that would be a little bit cliche. But we love, love Hamilton. Love Hamilton. We love Hamilton. Come on, who doesn't? And uh, I just want to thank you guys once again. It's the Wheelock Family Theater dot org is where you go for tickets and all information about everything going on there anything else that i missed guys
2: yeah i just want to plug our go. classes please um, do are, our ne- the next session doesn't start till january but we have theater arts classes for students in kindergarten all the way through high school so that information will be online in december for classes to start in late january and then we're excited for in-person programming coming back all next year and into the summer so check out the website for more information on those classes
0: perfect yes. go ahead emily
1: Come see Nightfall with Edgar Allan Poe, The Wizard of Oz, and then Make Way for Ducklings.
0: Love it. Get yourself to the theater, folks. You got your shot. You deserve to go out, take the family to a theater. All ages, right? All ages, for the most part. Love it. We like like family You guys were awesome guests. I hope you had fun.
1: Thanks,
0: Dave. So much fun. Thank Uh, you. All right, cool. Uh, Thanks for listening to the Boston Podcast. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. If you like the show, leave us a review. Check out the all-inclusive podcast with Jay Ruderman wherever you find your pods. And if you want your own podcast, by the way, go to pod617.com to get started. That's what we do here. On behalf of Emily and Nick and the theater, and Charlie and the Choctaw Factory, and The Wizard of Oz, and Kaniki from Greece that I played in when I was uh, 17 years old. My name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston, and if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Have a great day, everybody.